here. I need help. That's one. That's beautiful. Enemy Two. Oh. Wait for it. Need help? Oh, oh. Baby. Hey, were you the... no, you weren't the only one all over it. No, no. Alright, that's all that's that's enough gaming uh, gaming highlights. You didn't even need your team, mate. You just like how are your shoulders, you know, from all that carrying? Oh, it hurts, it's a bit sore. Yeah, you gotta stretch it out, you know. When you're doing a lot of carrying, you need to you need to stretch you need to stretch out your joints. You don't want to hurt yourself. I'm going to start off by acknowledging that Kevin and I are both working on direct land. We feel very blessed to be working on this land today. Uh, we're not in the same room. We're doing this over Zoom, but we are still working on direct land. And I want to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. And I want to extend that respect to any Aboriginal people who are listening to this episode of the Badgered podcast. And to all the Aboriginal people who are alive today. This was, is, and will always be Aboriginal land. And we feel very grateful to get to work on it and to share ideas and stories as was done for tens of thousands of years before we were ever born. Kevin, this right. is our last pilot episode of yes. Badgered. And Badgered is a podcast where we come together and talk through our creative writing process to hopefully inspire our listeners who might be working on projects themselves or looking to get some inspiration to create new pieces of writing or just something creative to do something they've never done before. Um, that was our vague kind of idea that we approached this pilot season with. And we went through every fortnight and created a new pilot episode of a brand new podcast. And they spanned from uh, creative writing podcast where I perform a monologue to us talking about where we collect and keep our data safe and you know the times where we've had digital disasters or there was an episode where we were in a car there was two episodes when we were in a car and started recording a podcast so it's gone through a whole interesting and strange and unique at least for me journey and we're here at the end I didn't think we would make it this far so how you what a, what a, what a journey it has been Oh my gosh. So my first thing that I wanted to do is start with uh, a confession. Start with something that I wanted to confess. To <laughs> and it is that when we did that first episode, when we were discussing what idea we might want to go with for our podcast, and you said, because after we had gone through our like six or seven different ideas of what we might want to do a podcast about, the thing that you yelled into your microphone was pilot season. And my confession is as soon as you explain to me what you meant in the back of my mind actually no in the front of my mind i was like we're not going to do this it's just not going to happen there's no way where i was like even trying to push myself and you just to do one idea for a podcast there's no way that we're going to trial seven different ideas like we're not going to stick with it that long i'm going to get bored or you're going to get bored it's just not going to work but despite the odds we are here what do you think made us like keep going? Honestly? Yeah. So all effort on your part. <laughs> all right. I was the I was the deciding factor um, of out of this trial period. All right. Um, and honestly, I think like you it's funny to hear you say that you think that that there was no way 
we would be able to do, you know, uh, a season of Badgered with a, 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 a different topic or idea each episode. But from my point of view, I feel like that's like way easier, right? To mm. do something different every single time as opposed to sticking to one idea and then every week or every two weeks, you have to find a different angle to approach it. Whereas with a pilot, so it's just pilot. Like it doesn't matter what you do. You just have to knock one version of it out, I guess. I was thinking about this a lot before we started recording this episode. And I think I agree with you. I think you're right. Like, I think it makes sense to leave your options open and leave room for creativity when you're starting a project like this, but that's not how my brain works. And it kind of, it's not how my brain works in two very, very distinct ways, which is why I thought this was going to be really difficult. And the first one is I spend just in life in general, I think you know this about me. I spend almost zero time thinking about doing things. I just do things. Like I am the opposite of a procrastinator. I just don't know how to procrastinate. And, and I think whenever I say that to strangers or people I know, they always like, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I was like that. But actually there's huge drawbacks to that because I'm very bad at sitting in the uncertainty. And I think mm -hmm. it's because I'm a naturally anxious person. I'm so bad at just going, let's see where things take us. Let's experiment and, and see where it leads. I want to make the decision and I want to do it forever. And I just want to have like that part of the mental load done. And it's why I thought this would be more difficult because I had to sit with that uncertainty. But now kind of having finished it and looking back, I really enjoyed that part of it. I thought it was really good. And hopefully it's like a stepping stone of me being able to chill a little bit more. Um, the other reason is, the other reason I thought it wouldn't work is because I'm a big believer in routine, like mm. very, very strict routine. I feel like the only way I keep productive is I keep myself to a very rigorous schedule. Like I'm going to wake up this time. I'm going to do this at this time. I'm going to um, allocate this much time to do this project. And for this, the first time we missed an episode because I was sick, I was like, that's it. It's never going to happen again. Because in my mind, the only way it's going to work is if it's the same time on the same day, every single week, I'll do the editing at the same time. But it didn't end up happening that way because we're doing this in our spare time. And spare time isn't always exact. And life happens and crap happens. And the fact again, that we kept through it, even though we didn't have a routine, even though we started recording on different days and we skipped weeks and we changed ideas and it still worked, I think makes me so incredibly happy. So I just thought it would be worth mentioning that. Can I just quickly say that the most surprising thing to me is that for this whole time, for this whole period of us trialing out, out Badgered, that not that any of it was your fault and it was out of your control but every single time we missed an episode it was never me i never exactly. once was was responsible for that and that is shocking and i can't believe it but well, i'm so proud of you kevin because this is going to sound so mean but i can say this because we're friends i thought it was going to be you <laughs> like, i, I thought, thought it was, was going to be me. sabotaging us but it wasn't it was me um and it, like you said you know i got sick some days and other stuff happened but i'm i'm always so um, like focused on making sure that everything is, is scheduled and it's this amount of time, but that's not what happened with this at all. I think though, because you, you've, I felt like you've put so much effort into badgered, keeping up badgering me every single week, every single fortnight was that was partly why I came back as well. I think it was anyone else 
like we kept you know a two three week streak and then suddenly the other person had to not do it for whatever reason even if they got second it was beyond their control i would have been like it was a good run all right i'm, yeah. not, I'm good <laughs> so all things told we're here at the end of the season and we trialed the six ideas that we discussed in our episode zero plus two bonus episodes which we hadn't originally discussed happening but then came out of the ether and came into reality. So what I wanted to do for the first portion of this show is I wanted to go through each of those ideas, mostly in order that we release them. And I wanted to talk about each of those podcast ideas using an activity that we've done in our creative writing classes with students all the time. And it's mostly I do it with primary school students, but I think it works in high school as well. And it is two stars and a wish. So two stars and a wish I usually do when say a student is sharing a piece of writing and they want to get feedback from their peers, I get their peers to give them feedback using this two stars and a wish method. And two stars is two things you think the creator or the writer has done really, really well and try to be as um, descriptive and detailed as you can. And then one wish you have, something that you wish you knew more about or you wish they had done differently or you wish they added or changed or removed, or if you were the writer, you wish you had kind of approached it differently. So I wanna take that methodology and I wanna use it for our podcasts. For our podcast episodes, I wanna think about the things that we did well and the wishes that if we were to reapproach it or to continue doing it potentially, what would we change or what would we do differently? Does that sound all right to you? It sounds good to me. Did you have any general comments about everything so far before we move on? About the uh, whole process in, in in general. Yeah, about the whole experience. No, it was it was fun. Again, surprising that that I I stuck with it for 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 that long. Um, and that I think it's a testament to to you as as not only a a friend but a creative individual with whom I would like to to spend time creating content and work with. Um, but no, overall, it was fun. I think like in any other situation, if I had to, like, I mean, I've wanted to do this for a long time, right? But I've just never been bothered to do it. So like, it's been great to, to have been in a position in a, in a lucky enough situation to be able to do something so regularly. I just had a weird like comic book idea or like a little skit where you are going about your daily life, just doing whatever you're doing. And I am your willpower. Like I am the embodiment of your willpower kind of speaking to you. And I would be so keen to make something like that. I, I kind of, I love that imagery. So, you know, if that's the role that I feel in your life, Kev, I'm super happy to do that. Um, my, my last general comment before we move on to two stars and a wish is I thought about this every two weeks in that we would record an episode and sometimes it would finish. And I was like, I think I could have done better or I think I could have approached that better, which I think is normal when you think of a creative process. But without fail, every single time I did the editing, and I'll get to this in a second, every time I did the editing, I wanted to keep going and record the next episode. And the reason why is because whenever I was editing it, you always just sounded so damn excited. Even though I was badgering you and forcing you into doing it, essentially, you just, especially the episodes around like digital stuff. And I was re-listening to the part where you started talking about your kind of home improvement projects and you were doing the, um, you know, replacing your floor. And you just got so animated every time you were talking about it. And I always moved away from, this isn't actually that great, to when I was editing it, thinking, 
this is magnificent. This is so good. This is making me laugh and, and, and I'm interested in it. And I was in the conversation and I recorded it and I'm editing it and I think it's interesting. And it kind of gave me the same experience that I feel sometimes when I write a poem that I'm proud of and I reread it and I do the arrogant thing where I'm like, oh, damn, that's, Not that's actually pretty good. Um, and I had that feeling every two weeks and huge parts of it was owed to you. So at the um, cessation of this pilot season, I just wanted to say thank you for that, for like approaching it in a really, really healthy, I feel, and, and really like proactive and, and disciplined and passionate way. Um, and I know that I helped you along, but honestly, it wouldn't have kept happening if I didn't keep enjoying listening to those episodes while I was editing them. So huge props to you as well. One major love fest. Hell yeah. Um, maybe that can be the title of this episode. One, one major, major love fest. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, all right. Idea one from the window. Uh, also, happy- are you expecting me to remember like, what's this, like two, three months back as well? Yeah, yeah. So I'm expecting you to remember, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some of the hard work for you because I think I made you do this one episode to episode. I'm just going to give a quick spill about which idea each idea was. And then maybe we can think about two stars and a wish. So you have a little bit more time to gather your thoughts. So we will talk about from the window first. This was our first ever pilot. Um, this was also, I think, maybe the second idea we ever came up with for what a podcast might be. And essentially, it was us thinking about the downstairs space here at the Parramatta Story Factory. I'm pointing down because this is a video podcast, even though it's audio listeners mostly. Um, Downstairs, there's a big window that looks out onto George Street in Parramatta. And just people watching was always super interesting. And we thought that it would be cool to create monologues kind of about that, about people watching, about the random strangers that we noticed, the characters, if you will, in Parramatta. So we wrote a um well i wrote a monologue um that we edited together on the podcast and then i performed i think i performed it twice and um that went out as our first ever pilot episode and it's also the first one that i started promoting out to people saying that um this is something that i i hope that the people in our lives would like to listen to all right two stars and a wish what kevin do you think was one thing one star that you would have for From the Window as a pilot, something that you think worked really well? I think this would also apply to, let's see, I think this also applies to sponsored as well a little bit, in that I felt like what we were doing with both From the Window and sponsored was pretty unique in that I felt like what we were trying to do in terms of, you know, taking a piece of work that was written and editing it, you know, live, in a, in a sense, isn't something that has has been really done before in terms in in a podcast format or even in a in a video format, uh, if you will. And I felt like that was something quite unique we brought to like in a in in a world where every man and his dog has has a podcast, kind of you know doing the same things over and over. We brought something quite different to it. Yeah, I feel the same way. Because I was thinking about how part of the reason why I really wanted to do this, and I think maybe two other ideas that are on here, is because there's this um, publication that is called Underground. I think it's called Underground Mag, like magazine. And I'll try to put a link in the show notes if I can find it. I might have misremembered the name. But essentially what they do is they take a, a writer, usually a poet, 
who has a poem that they want to share and publish in the print collection. And they'll have, when they release their, their magazines, I think it's monthly or every two months, they'll have the poem and then they'll have like an artist statement, which is the artist, so the poet who wrote the poem talking about their process and how they created the poem. And sometimes they'll have older versions of that poem. And Richard at work is the first person who told me about it. And I remember when he told me about that, I thought that is the coolest thing ever. That is like, as a writer, as someone who struggles with writing and would like to improve my writing, I didn't know things like that existed and I wish more things like that existed. So I think we sort of achieved that kind of to our vision, to our initial um, intentions. Like that's what we were trying to do with it. We were trying to demystify the writing process and um, I think that feeling that writers have where if you talk about your work, you'll ruin it. I think we kind of move through that in a really good way. Um, my star from, from the window is a really selfish one, but uh, a huge positive for it for me is that I created my first ever monologue. I've never written a monologue before. It was my first ever time writing one. I got to get your feedback for it. I had a specific and definite audience in mind. I got to like have an excuse to create a new piece of writing. And I've never submitted that piece anywhere, but now I have one and I can, like if I come across a competition and it's like a monologue thing, or I want to start writing a longer piece of theater, like I have this, this core that I can take into my, um, into my future writing career. So a huge star of that specific idea is the way that that project works is that we always create new pieces of writing if we were to continue doing it every two weeks. Like it's, you're always having an excuse to create a new piece of writing. And I think that kind of discipline is really, really helpful. Okay. Um, I haven't decided how I want to do this yet with the wish, like whether or not we should both give a wish um, or if we want to both do like two stars and then we do one wish between us. If you are feeling super keen about it, do you have another star that you wanted to do with this or did you want to talk about a wish? Um, do I have another star? No, nothing that's been said already. So I think maybe we can proceed with the with the wish. Yeah, I think that'll work. Go for it. Do you have one? Yeah, I think for me, I don't know whether it was either because it was the first pilot that we were doing or it was the nature of the show or the nature of the process. But for me personally, I found that first one to be the most exhausting and draining of mm. all the other of the other podcasts and again it's probably a mixture of it being here the first time we were doing this properly and um and the way that particular show uh the process of that show um i think because you know we have the initial reading and i think the way we're doing it like we we edited that whole piece like we went through each paragraph right. one by one and then really um 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 went like we really bit into it, if, mm. if you will. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that would be the wish that it was really draining. So perhaps whether if we were to do it again, we look at the process in which that show takes form and see if there's some parts we we change that we streamline. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way about it. Like it was it was super impressive. I feel. And I'm trying to make this episode not just us complimenting ourselves, but I think as, as artists, as writers, it's important to think about your strengths and the things you've done well, and then learn how to improve on top of them. But the thing that worked really well with that um, episode was we started with essentially nothing. Like I had a, a first or maybe kind of second draft 
of a monologue that was just me ranting to a page. And then we left, not only having done a line and structure edit on the entire piece, but also a rehearsed, a mostly rehearsed performance and then a final performance. Like from start to finish in two hours, that's a lot to do. Like we went from nothing to a finished piece of performance art. Um, and it was totally draining. So my wish for that, I'm trying to be definite with it. Like if we were to do that again, I don't know if I could do that every fortnight. Like yeah. the fact that I did it once, I'm like, I think I would need deadlines because then that will let me do like a draft before the, the episode. But I agree with streamlining it. I agree with like cutting some parts out, maybe doing shorter pieces of writing and also possibly doing it like monthly as opposed to every two weeks. Because I think two, every two weeks is just untenable. Cool. All right, let's keep moving. Second one was sponsored. And this is the one that started it all. This is the one that was, um, I think, your first uh, podcast idea of what it might look like. And essentially what it is, is inspired by Welcome to Night Vale. Is that correct? Yep. yep. And um, it is the sort of ad segment that you see on most podcasts or TV shows or wherever. If the ad segment itself was the show, and instead of it being just a normal advertisement, it shifts into some kind of um, Cthulhu-esque Lovecraftian horror. Um, and there's some kind of deeper subtext to everything that's going on, some madness that's creeping in on the corners that sort of starts bleeding into the ad and the ad read and turns into not quite a monologue, not quite a radio play, but something along those lines. Um, did, you have, did you have a star? for this one, something that you think worked well with Sponsored? Um, so with Sponsored and From the Window, like I would say those two shows were the most um, creative, if you will, like uh, as a piece of, of it, was, it was a, you know, essentially a piece of fiction that had to be kind of created from scratch. Yeah. Um, and, and out of those two, I think like for me, like I had way more fun with sponsored than i did with uh from the window for for me personally really i think yeah yeah i think it was just you know uh perhaps it was because you know it was one of the first ideas that i had or maybe it was just like the nature of the work or the content but i just i just really enjoyed enjoyed doing it that's so interesting like i'm skipping ahead a bit but i don't remember if we ended up talking about this but sponsored was one of the episodes where after i finished I felt the worst I felt out of any of the episodes we we recorded. Like sponsored was the one where I finished it and I was like, that was so bad. I did such a bad job. And I think part of it was, and it sort of kind of makes sense that we ended up doing from the window first because I had both those options in my head and I ended up writing the from the window monologue first. And then I did sponsored later because from the window, even though a monologue is something I've never written before, it's still kind of vaguely in line with the spoken word poetry I've done. Whereas the sponsored ad felt even more experimental. And I was, I was super worried about it. And even in the performance of it and trying to, you know, do the weird kind of Cthulhu voice and, and shifting tone and practicing that all in one episode and then delivering it, I found that to be the hardest episode we did out of all of them. Um, and I'm, I'm skipping ahead to the wish, but like, yeah, that's just a counterpoint to uh, what you're talking about between which one you enjoyed more. Because I enjoyed From the Window a lot more because it was more mm. my comfort zone. Um, but if I had to say a, a, a star, something that I, I liked for that one is being able to be that like weird, strange, creative self. Like that, that experimentation that we're talking about and just going, 
well, I'm, I'm not writing a poem. I'm not writing a monologue. I'm just going to be weird. I'm just going to be as weird as I want and play with that and, and practice voice acting, which is, which was cool. So I, I think my style for that one was that I got to try something new and sort of develop a skill I hadn't ever worked on before. Yeah. Um, so I said my wish for this one, I kind of, I think the hardest thing was it's not really a skill that I have or have mm. practiced much like that sort of very rigorous voice acting and writing in that style. So I, I kind of am going to cheat and have two wishes for this one. But I think if we were to do it again, I wish that I had, I don't know, done maybe professional development beforehand, like practiced somehow, or maybe done a class or some sort of lead in into voice acting um, so that I can uh, kind of approach that in a more professional manner. And then my second part is I think I think we tried to do sponsored the same way we did from the window where we did everything in the moment, but with mm. sponsored, especially because so much of it was performance and a really specific performance. I think I would have wished that we separated it and maybe yeah. did some writing, either not record the writing process at all and only record the rehearsal process or like some mix of that. I think doing all of it in one was too ambitious. And I remember leaving just like wanting to go to sleep straight away. That, that was literally going to be my wish as well. Yeah. I think we're very much on the same wavelength um, with this is that, yeah, that the, that the actual performance itself could be, you know, a set of the podcast and perhaps, you know, um, the behind the scenes or the writing would either be a separate podcast in of itself or it lives on somehow within a different channel, I guess, whether you have a podcast specifically for sponsored and then all of the behind the scenes stuff goes on the budget. Uh, channel or podcast if you will um, yeah. but that, I mean that's like a further discussion to be to be had yeah yeah that's something we might touch on later but I agree like I think the, the frontward facing thing should be just the performance like welcome to Night Vale and then the, um, the the behind the scenes stuff should be separate I don't think it should be the same episode and I think you might have even recommended that when we first did it or like vaguely touched on it mm. but we didn't end up doing that because I was like no 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 we'll just do the whole thing and that was a mistake so I should listen more to you. Uh, cool. Next one is uh, Story Boys or Street Law. Now, this one was um, where we talked about the, the stories that we grew up on that influenced the people that we are now, that we feel like are kind of integral to our personalities, to the way that we operate and navigate the world. And originally when we talked about this idea, we were going to, man, I'm so much better at pitching these ideas now as opposed to when I threw it in the episode. See, that's another thing I've had practice. Uh, when we originally pitched this idea, we were kind of going to talk about it to do with street law. So the things that we kind of, the stories that we hear around our suburbs, around our neighborhoods um, and kind of bringing that into how we grew up and how it sort of affects us now. But another element of that is pop culture and the sort of TV shows and movies and books and stuff we took in. And this entire episode ended up being about Avatar, The Last Airbender, the Nickelodeon show, uh, which is still one of my favorite shows of all time. And we just ended up talking about Avatar for about an hour. Um, what was a, a star that you had for this Story Boys episode? Um, I think this was like, yeah, it's, this was the first episode in which we just got to speak i guess mm. like there wasn't really much planning beforehand besides you know thinking about what what show or what we were going to talk about and i think this was one of the beginning of the pilots of just being able to 
free form a little mm. bit, I guess, that there wasn't as much pressure in a way. Yeah, I kind of had the same style, like that it was a proof of concept that you and I can have a conversation and at least I can find it interesting afterwards um, and not having to script it. Like I remember editing this one and being unsure about whether or not it would work as an episode, but I was listening to it and I was like smiling along with the parts that I thought were interesting. And I kind of went, yeah, this, like if I didn't even know Kevin, then I, I would still want to hear this because it's like about something that I love, about something that I'm interested in. Yeah. My star, um, if I want to be a little bit more specific, was there was a moment in that show where we did the listing of the characters. We were like, who are the most influential or important characters in Avatar The Last Airbender? Um, when we did like, and we were arguing about Zuko and Aguero. Yeah, yeah. We were like bargaining between those. And honestly, like when I was editing it, that part was my favorite part. Like I thought that could just be an entire podcast is that thing of just trying to go through pop culture and talking about important characters and, and who they meant to us as people. So I really, really like that section of the show. Mm. Off the top of your head, did you have a, a wish for this one? Sorry. When, when I completely forgot about Story Boys, as in I forgot what it was about until you, you gave the pitch. So it would appear that the Story Boys was the most forgettable <laughs> of one of these shows. Um, so perhaps I don't know whether, I don't know, I don't think it's necessarily uh, meant that it was a bad show. But perhaps it's definitely maybe one of the ones I wasn't the most passionate about, I guess, mm -hmm. if it was that forgettable. And perhaps, you know, with that we've, we, we explored one aspect of it in terms of, you know, the, the, the pop culture side of it. And yep. we didn't get to explore, you know, the more, more of the, the street law part. Yep. So I guess at least for now, I would say it's, it's, it's one of the more forgettable shows. Mm. But perhaps if we were to look at it again, you know, exploring more of that... Um, straight law side of things yeah i agree and even when i was just about to give the pitch for it and explain it to be completely honest i forgot what it was until i started speaking where i was like story boys was the one where and then i remembered we talked about avatar and that yeah, yeah. sort of triggered my memory so i agree with you it's it's one of the more forgettable ones and i know we shouldn't use this as a metric for success but if we look at um viewership i think story boys I'm taking into account that like some of them were some of the episodes were released after so they've had less time for people to listen to it story boys i think had one of the least amount of views mm. and i think it has something to do with like when i send it out to people and i say hey you should listen to this the least amount of people care about avatar yeah i was gonna say it's a very niche very niche topic yeah so it, it's definitely more niche so um maybe part of my wish is agreeing with you in finding the street law aspect of it. And maybe that's a, a better draw for people to, to want to listen. Um, cool. You keep looping your video every now and again, and it's just like um, freaking me out, but I love it. <laughs> I was like, am I talking to the real Kevin or not? I just, I'm just like trying to get the best framing. So I've been moving my, my thing yeah, around. Beautiful. Um, next idea is craft of trying. This yeah. is where, I'm sort of noticing a thread now that I'm explaining all of these in a row, but craft of trying is where I had the intention of walking through my writing process in similar to what we do in class, where I present the audience or students or whoever with a mentor text with like, 
here is a, um, a piece of writing that I really like and appreciate. And what does it look like for me to create like a scaffold or structure using that mentor text and then make a wholly new piece of writing? Uh, for this specific episode, we ended up looking at the Liminal Nonfiction, Liminal and Pantera Press Nonfiction Writing Prize for 2021. And um, we had about a month from the recording of the episode for me to create a piece of writing and submit it. So uh, one thing that ended up changing in the delivery of this is initially it was supposed to be me doing a mental text and picking that apart and then talking about elements of the craft of writing and then trying to turn that into a piece of writing. But instead this episode ended up focusing on the liminal prize and kind of picking apart how to submit stuff to literary prizes and my approach to doing that, which I think is still kind of in line, but it wasn't my initial intention. Did you have a star for this one? Something that you liked about Craft of Trying? I think this was the one where you really got to go behind the scenes in terms of like, not even looking at the process, but like the step before the process mm. in which of, of, of it was like almost like a brainstorming podcast where you got to listen to how ideas are formed in the first place um, yep. and, and what that looks like. What do you take into consideration, especially when you're trying to follow a, a criteria of some sort in regards to it being you know, a competition and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it was our first sort of industry look into uh, the literary world. And we hadn't really done that before. And I don't think we've approached it much since, but it was us talking about how we feel about the whole submission process and, and, and prizes like that. And I thought that was really great. My, um, my main star for this one was that it made me actually write something for Liminal, mm. which I, I don't know if I would have done that without the show. Like I, I wanted to submit something to it, but I, it's a nonfiction prize and I've never really written nonfiction for anything other than like, university assessments yeah um so my, my main staff for it is when we were talking about the ideas one of the ideas we talked about if like i was to do the prize you ended up giving me a suggestion of approaching my topic through the lens of the bankstown poetry slam which yeah. i haven't considered i'm um, like we're talking about how being a good writer makes life better and you're like oh yeah like if you're talking about the poetry slam and i hadn't considered that at all and that ended up being the main thing for my liminal essay. My whole essay ended up being about the Bankstown Poetry Slam. And that was because yeah. of you. So my main star, again, completely selfishly, like from the window, it just made me write something that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So now I have a monologue and a piece of nonfiction that I wouldn't have had without those shows, which was mm. really good. Uh, wish for this one? Um, I think, you know, with, with both from the window and sponsored you have this kind of like uh process side of the show and then you have the actual performance um and with craft of trying even though we we're talking about how it's not really the process it was the you know the step before the process was that it wasn't as fun i guess because it was us talking about ideas and not us actually doing something where it was you actually writing the piece or or me giving notes on editing and feedback and that kind of stuff it was just us basically bashing around ideas in yeah. a sense um and yeah there wasn't that 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 extra step um to the to the show i guess yeah it was a bit not like it was a, a chore but it did feel a little bit like a chore mm. um, and i felt less excited by it 
and the looking at from the window sponsored and craft of trying I'm, I'm I think we spoke about this before but they're kind of all the same idea they just create a piece of writing document the process of creating that piece of writing and then in some way perform or share it and I think yeah. if we were to approach any of those again that's the way we could do it we're just like creating pieces of writing and all the like pre-process can be recorded and shared if people are keen on that but it's more about the final outcome but then that goes away from our initial idea like the reason we wanted to do it is because we wanted to record the process yeah so it's a huge balance um I, I think my nightmare scenario for it but it could potentially work is mm -hmm. imagine an entire season so imagine six episodes and then you go from like they're shorter episodes so they're like half hour 45 minutes but you go from initial idea to like idea generation to mm. um, first draft, second draft, structural edit, line edit performance. Yeah. So like that's a six episode series. And I think that could be really interesting. So that would be my wish for it. If we were to approach it again, I think I would really stretch it out. I like that. Uh, and my other wish for it, I know we're supposed to do one, but my other wish is I submitted a piece. So I wish I win <laughs> and get the money. That's a good wish to have. Yeah. Um, so I'll keep you posted. Uh, cool. Next one is expectation versus reality. Now, this one is my initial pitch for this is I don't know how to be an adult. How do I be an adult? How do I operate and navigate the world as an adult human being when no one took me to adult school or taught me how to be a functioning um, adult? And uh, I wanted to approach this by kind of talking about things like how do you get your license? How do you uh, figure out how to get your bond back after you rent somewhere. Like, I don't understand how anyone learns to do these things. If no one explicitly tells you, there's no like getting your bond back from your landlord school. So I wanted to talk about this. Uh, in that first episode, I think we ended up veering into, I think this is the most off topic we ever went. And I, uh, I, I don't mean this as a negative. In fact, it's actually one of my stars. But we didn't end up talking about that at all, I feel. This episode 100% turned into Kevin's handyman hour. Like it was just us hearing you talk about the different projects that you've, you've gone through and worked on. And honestly, I loved it. It's one of my favorite episodes because of that. Like I've gone back and listened to sections of it because it's just so fascinating, like hearing you talk about your Dremel and how you like re-floorboarded your your room is that the room that you're that you were talking about by the way the one yeah, that you right now can see and I, fantastic I floors oh look at that beautiful i don't notice a single mistake i love it um yeah so we went super off topic but i, I like that and and elements of you talking about your diy showed up later when we started talking about digital disasters which is the next idea but that's my style for this one is i actually just really like hearing you talk about diy stuff so um did you have a start for it? Um, that I think probably this was one of the more the more easier ones in a sense. Cause like once we 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 started to, you know, go off topic and just started talking about again, like my handyman stuff, like I had like just like a ton of stuff that annoyed me or whatever that I could just like talk about. Um, so it was like again, very similar to in that we didn't have to prepare something beforehand. Uh, but again, this is like a lot easier just to free form and just like, just is pretty, pretty much just Kevin's complaining hour. <laughs> it's, a, it's a better name for it. Um, 
I guess like what it makes me think about is my wish for it, is if we were to do it again, I, I, I wish that we do give that a go, like the, the, our original idea. Like, I think it's worth at least exploring what it looks like if we talk about one single topic at the very least of how to be an adult. Like, I think we should see what that looks like if we stay on topic. And there's this, um, there's this one uh, podcast that I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes for it, but it's called No Water Breaks. Um, and one of the co-hosts, Tiana, talks about how, uh, how to leave your home country and live in another country. And it's a lot about the minutiae of like filling out forms and where to go and how to get like tax breaks. And, and it just is super fascinating because it's all told through her lens of trying to leave America and going to the UK. And I think stuff like that is, is sort of interesting to explore. Um, so my wish for it is if we were to revisit it, to try to stay on topic on that one. Yeah. Or alternatively, just go straight into the handyman DIY stuff and just be like, you know what? Just let it happen. Just let Kevin talk about all the projects that he's working on and he can start new projects and we'll follow him along. And I, I would love it. There's only so much projects I can do, all right? That's true. But, you know, if it ever starts pulling in money, then you can use that money to create new projects. Very true. Uh, all right, let's keep moving through. Uh, our last official idea that we talked about in our episode zero that we were supposed to pilot, um, so this was supposed to be it, was digital disasters. And this is where we wanted to talk about where technology had betrayed us in our lives and gone horribly wrong and maybe we lost data or um, stuff that still affected us today. And we wanted to talk through that. So this was a more recent episode. Did you have a start for this one? Um, digital disasters. I feel like we sort of went off topic as well with this, mm. but less, less, less off topic than with expectations versus uh, reality. Because yeah. um, I think like there was, I guess, before, beforehand of us deciding what constitutes a disaster, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I think we, we still very much kept to the, to the idea of it. Like, even though if it was like somewhat loose, we still had this, umbrella of 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 technology and and the digitalness i guess within the podcast um but yeah i think it was uh i don't know if it's necessarily what we're the most the most strongest podcast but i think it's it's very it very much plays to our strengths as as i guess we can't say young people anymore middle age mid-20s you don't go from young person to middle age, there has no, to no, be. I meant like mid twenties. I meant mid twenties, not middle age. Uh, but I guess it plays to our 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 age. I guess in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. We're like we're not quite young enough to know everything about tech, but we're yeah. not old enough to be completely lost. So we're like in this weird um, technology purgatory. My um my star from this episode was a video thing. So it was yeah. the first time that we recorded video at the same time as doing the audio stuff. So it was on Zoom. And my favorite part of that episode is when you started talking about your, um, your Game Boy repair uh, fiasco, let's call it, even though it ended up working. And when I held up that picture that you sent me of like all your tools and everything, and we were just going through all the different things and something about that visual aid, it's, it's, we've been missing it. And even though we didn't end up sharing that, Kevin's going and grabbing it now. Even though we didn't end up sharing the video portion of it with many people, 
I still liked that we experimented with that. And it was, um, yeah, it was first foray into video. And I kind of thought that was an important start to mention. What are you holding, Kev? I just wanted to give an, an important update on, on oh, the yes. project. All right. So first of all, I got this little, little uh, hey. boxy here. And so that's a, a shell for a Game Boy Advance SP. And okay, inside, so. Kevin's opening it now. Is the, is the shell. So I got the color like you requested, all right, that you, that you helped me decide on. Yep. It's right, so blue. That's... It's beautiful. Blue, I think it's a pur more uh, purple, purple color. Yeah, it kind of looks more purple than the one I thought you were going to get, but it's it's quite magnificent. And also, the, seeing the... that empty kind of looks unnatural, like it, because <laughs> okay. it's just a shell and there's no motherboard or screen in it. It looks like it looks like a dead body, <laughs> but a Game Boy. Um, yeah, like, like you murdered, part. like you murdered my childhood, you know. So what I will be doing this weekend, and I'm considering whether I'm not, I'll try to record the process as well in video oh, format. Please do. Is, uh, this is just live stream. Yeah. I'll watch it. So I, got, I got this is the the screen. Hey, can you turn that sideways? How how thick is it? Pretty pretty thin. Um, as I understand, I believe these come from Blackberries, the old Blackberry phones. Oh my gosh, I yeah. I love old tech so much. What is that? Um, that's I've got a. It's a whole thing. You see, stay for the video and then you see. But okay. uh, there's a bit of uh, soldering I'm going to have to do as, as well. Can you please, please film it for me? Oh, I would God. love to. Even if it's some of it, even when you only, only when you're soldering, I'd love to see it. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. solder and I'll be fine. Um, so, in the same way, we went slightly off topic on that one. Um, I, I still think that was a star for me that like discussing your, your wins about digital stuff. Did you yeah. have um? Did you have a wish for this digital? Um, if we were to revisit it, it's a good question. I think playing more into like the storytelling aspect. I think, which I think that's why I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this one a lot. Was of you telling your story about about your phone. Um, and, and losing all of your of your photos, sadly. So I I enjoyed that more dramatic bit as opposed to like the process of me, you know, fixing my phone. But it was more so this whole story, which I think was was the original idea, which I, I think I, I quite enjoyed. Yeah, the emotional element of it is what grounds it. And when you were telling the story about your USB and how you, yeah. that, that whole realization of like knowing like realizing that the one that you had been using for work was the one that you had backed all your stuff up on. Yeah. That was magnificent. Like that part of the story is what made the episode for me. So I wish if we do it again, that we focus more on the storytelling too. Yeah. All right. Now that's all six ideas that we were um, going to pilot for this season. And both of these other ideas, I take um, great pleasure in saying this, both of these bonus ideas were you, Kevin, they weren't me. So you were the one who was prolonging this season. Um, we were going to be finished like a month earlier than usual, but, uh, or maybe, maybe six weeks earlier than usual, but you had two more ideas. And the first one was rolling with my homie. Um, and this, this one's an interesting one because essentially what it is, is both episodes, because there's two of them. It's the only time we did two episodes of an idea. Both times you recorded us having a conversation from work in Parramatta driving to the Bankstown Poetry Slam in Bankstown. And it's mm -hmm. kind of nice, if nothing else, to see it as a, as a case study in traffic and how one episode is like closer to an hour 
and the other one is like 38 minutes. Um, so it was our commute between two places kind of going to the Bankstown Poetry Slam and it's our conversation around it. And I think it's a lot looser. Like there was no main point that we were trying to make. You just wanted to experiment on it and have a, a, a bonus kind of episode. And my style for this is I almost feel like both times that we've done this, it saved us in not quitting the podcast because we always had a bonus if something got in the way. If the yeah. first time I got sick and it was fine, because we just posted the bonus episode, which I never thought would happen because I'm like, I'm never going to get sick. I'm never going to skip one routine, routine, routine. Um, and that didn't end up happening. And you, your intelligent brain made sure we had a backup. And we did. And so that's my style for it, is I feel like, if nothing else, it filled the gaps when we didn't have episodes to post. Um, and, I, and I quite enjoyed that. What yeah. do you reckon? Start for this one? Um, I think for me, it was that, similar to what you said, that there wasn't really a hard topic that we had to stick to it was just us literally just us having a conversation and talking about whatever and the only thing we were limited by was how long it took us to get from work to to yeah. bankstown um so with that like it's very much just hit record and just talk about whatever could be about the creepy billboard from tpg or you know like whatever um I, and i think i like that it was just it was a lot more i guess naturalistic and I think it, it was a format in which I'm much more familiar with because I guess like a lot of the, some of the po- I don't know most of the podcasts I listen to are just like you know internet personalities just having a chat about what happened in their week yeah. um, and it was it's something I like to like you know have in the background while I'm doing something else you know yeah you can tune out and tune back in and it's kind yeah. of okay in the same way that you can sit at the back of a car and the driver and the passenger can speak where you don't have to be in that conversation but you can be mm. if you want to. Um, which I, I really like that element of it. And there was something when I was editing it about um, the, the sort of the feeling of being in the car with us. Like as I was listening to it, you can hear cars driving past and you can, you can hear like the blinker on the indicator that I'm changing lanes and me braking and stopping. And that whole experience felt very kind of oral. And I, I thought that added to the element of storytelling and world building in it. So I thought that was yeah. kind of cool people driving extremely badly, poorly. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, my wish for this one, if we were to approach it again, it kind of doesn't have to do with the setup and more like the recording of it. Kind of wish that we went on more drives. <laughs> is that weird? Like the only time I'm ever in a car with you is if we're going to the slam. And I don't want to like go out of our way to just drive randomly to places. I kind of like the fact that we only drive when we're like forced to, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Stuck in this situation. But we don't, like, if we had to do this one, it's kind of not feasible because we don't really drive together anywhere. Like, I see you at mm. work or outside of work, but we're never driving two places. So I don't know how much it would actually work. So my wish is, if, I know it sounds unrealistic, but if we had an excuse to drive somewhere for half an hour to 45 minutes once every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to start thinking of a reason to, to do that. And I don't want it to be like, we have to drive somewhere and then drive back. Like the whole point it worked is I was going there anyway. So it was convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. This brings us to our final pilot idea that we tried in this season of Badgered. And that was um, one that you came up with just out of the blue. You walked up to me and you're like, hey, let's try to do this thing. When I think I was planning on doing the digital disasters idea. And you just mm. went, what if we tried this? And it's called, uh, I've named most of these, which is why the names are ridiculous. But this one's called Humans of This Room. 
which is um, a play on Humans of New York. And you found a really fantastic um, uh, method of curling your mustache that has um, confused me. Wow, look at that. The ends are, are they, oh, they curve up. COVID has uh, taken a toll on my facial hair. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've cut mine, so I can't, I can't do it anymore. Look, see? <laughs> oh, maybe a little bit on this side. This one's a bit longer. Anyway, um, so it's a play on Humans of New York, and uh, you found a website where you've got all these story call. I think it was the episode. It was in the show notes of the previous episode and um, of Humans of New York episode. And we asked each other questions from the story call website. It's like, guidance for if you want to interview people as guests on the show or like get to know them better what questions would you ask um my actually i'll let you start on this one did you have a star for humans of this room um i just thought it was very nice like in, ter- in that it was very intimate it was very personal um and it was less so there was less so about an uh, uh an overarching idea of some sort and it was just us it's almost like um, rolling with my homie, but a bit more structured, I guess, in that yeah. in that there was some sort of outcome to the show, I guess. Yeah. I think my, my stuff for it is that feeling of it being really heartfelt. And also that we, we got a lot of compliments on this one, more so than the other episodes. Like people we know messaged me, and I think I ended up sending you a few of the messages of people just saying they really liked it. I think it's because we were being more personal and, and talking more about ourselves, which is sometimes hard, but they were pretty safe topics. And I think it was nice to be able to share those important things. Like I got to enjoy talking about my brother, which I, I thought was really fun. Uh, for a wish for this one, I was sort of thinking that if we were to do it again, I wish I could come up with a solution to a problem I'm having with it, where I'm unsure about how much we can keep doing that without getting lots and lots of new guests. Mm. I can think from an organizational perspective in the first episode, it made sense for us to just interview each other. But if we were to do it next, we sort of need a guest. And I don't know how I feel about having to like press gang someone else into doing this. Um, And I'm sure we could find people and I'm sure it would be fine, but I don't know if that's what I want to like sign myself up for is then some managing guests and having to like, insert a third person into it and maybe I just selfishly want you to myself um but yeah I think part of it is just admin wise it adds a whole bunch of different stuff that I need to organize which makes it harder for me so I wish that wasn't the case but I don't know if I would approach that one again Mm. did you ever wish for it if we were to do it um I think very much very much what you just said already in that yeah if we would continue to do this we would need um you know guests to come on and like I, I don't do any marketing of the show as it is already. You already handle that, right? Yeah. I would feel bad. And I'm not, I'm not going to find guests, all right? Let's be real. And, I'm, and I would feel bad of having to, to leave you with, with, with that as well. Um, I also think the, the nature of the show that it couldn't just be asking questions. It would, it would be much more like of a, a deep dive into the, the individual's life, yeah. I guess. Like, you know, it's almost like building a profile of this person we have on our show which includes questions i guess yeah and um i i think the name of the podcast is uh the west or just west and uh lamisa who we work with was on an episode of it recently Um, i'll see if i can point uh, a link in the show notes but that that does what you describe where it sort of it gets someone who is 
um, an interesting person, which Lamisa totally is, and interviews them about the work that they're doing and then asks them other questions similar to the ones we found on StoryCorps. So I think it would need to broaden into um, discussing kind of more about that person's life and what their, what their like passions and projects are. But then again, that exists. And I think that podcast does that really well. And do we want to be trying to fill a space where someone else is already doing something really interesting? Um, so it sounds like we were knocking that final bonus idea, but I really enjoyed doing it. And it was like some of the most fun I had, uh, which leads me into my, my second last question. Second last thing I wanted to do before we wrap up today. And that is um, this question that I've highlighted here in um, our show notes is mm. I kind of wanted to look over all, all eight. Yes, there's eight of them. Eight of those uh, pilot ideas, nine episodes plus our episode zero. Um, and I wanted to, because I think we should bring it back to something that's really, really important when you're creating anything. And it's enjoyment and passion. Like, what did you give a crap about? And out of all these episodes, which one would you say did you enjoy the most? Do you felt like, or something that you enjoyed the process and you kind of liked the fact that you created that. Do you have, you got to pick between one of your eight children. Do you have a favorite? I think in terms of content, I felt I enjoyed sponsored the most, just like the result of that, just like what you wrote was, I think amazing. And it's like, it was just, again, what you said before, just like the weirdness of it. I just really enjoyed um, having had a part in that. Um, in terms of the process, I guess, Another way of, of saying that is like, what was the most easiest mm. or what came the most easiest? And I guess that would be, well, I think what would be most easiest was expectations versus reality in that it was structured. And then, you know, I could just like rant and complain for an hour. But I think there was something about just rolling with my homie that I found ho yeah. wholesome and I just kind of enjoyed. It was like the, the low pressure-ness of it all. Yeah, that it was just us just driving to a place, hitting record, and just talking about whatever. I think that's the same reason I liked rolling with my homie a lot is mm. because I was driving both times. I I get in my head a lot about all the stuff that I do, but when I'm driving, I can't do that as much because I have to focus on the fact that I'm doing something else. And yeah. then I, I sort of I got to I got to turn that part of my brain off and just chat with you, and it felt the most natural out of all of them. So is your is your final choice, if you had to choose a favorite, is it rolling with my homie? Oh, I've had to, I can only choose one. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, I want you to only choose one. I think another way of thinking that is like going forward, what I want to do, like if we were to continue one of these, which one would I want to continue, right? So yes. I think if I, if, I, if I think about it in that context, I think rolling with my homie, I would want to continue doing that, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar to you in that it's not sponsored for me, but it's my version of that is from the window. Like I mm. really, really liked doing that. thought it was super enjoyable. It was a great process, but it was so tough. Like it was really, really hard to do. And that doesn't mean that I would never do it again, but I've done it once now. And I'm like, I want to take a break from that. And that whole thing of creating a piece of writing, editing it, practicing it, performing it, it's a lot at once. So if I was to revisit, like we're talking about in those wishes, I think I would just stretch that over a long period of time. But I'm not sure if that's what I want. Like deep down, if I'm being completely honest, I think the things and the parts of this that I enjoyed the most sort of goes back to what I originally wanted to do this for, which was to have conversations with you. And it's why I liked 
expectation versus reality a lot, even though we went heaps off topic and you talked about your Game Boy and your, and your floor. Um, oh, you didn't talk about your Game Boy in that one, but um, you did that in Digital Disasters, which I really liked. Like the times that you went off topic and just had a conversation. And when we did that as well in Rolling With My Homie, I, I really liked that. And I think even humans of this room ended up being part of that. We were just sort of talking about each other to each other. And, and that was super enjoyable. And that element of being with Rolling in my homie and not having to think while I was speaking, like I could just drive and be doing something else and talking to you, I really, really liked. So if I had to choose one, I feel like it's Rolling with my homie as well. Like I think it's like deep down, I think the best episodes were sponsored or from the window. Like I think from a technical standpoint, they were mm. our best ones. The ones I enjoyed the most were the rolling with my homie ones. I agree. Yes. And, and like to an extent, the expectation versus reality, but only the parts where we went off topic. Yeah. Cool. So that leads us to our final question for this episode. Um, where to from here? And you yeah. just added to our show notes yeah. uh, pilot 2.0 and then the brackets <laughs> question mark. What do you? I don't know. I don't know if this technically falls under where to from here, but. I just had another idea for another pilot, basically. That I wish that oh, we kill me, Kev. I know. I'm sorry. Which was that? What I, I like? I did like you know when we when you talk, you just like spur random things in my mind. My mind makes random connections. Can I? Um, before you tell me what the idea is, I've got a piece of paper and a pen in front of me. Can I yeah. write down what I think you're gonna say, or at least what Ooh. I was gonna say for where to from here? And yeah. then tell me what what you're you're gonna say, and then I'm gonna hold up the thing to the to the camera. So I'm just gonna. It's this could uh, work like a, as a good promo video. Yeah, hold on. I'm just, I'm just gonna write this here and then I'm gonna rip this piece of paper off. And then you can, you can, start, you can start telling me, I'm just, there's gonna be a very big ripping sound. Okay, I just let you finish your ripping. Um, All right. So I guess having, having thought about it, like in, I guess not in the first two, like not from the window or, or sponsored, but I think in almost every other episode on, on some level or another, we touch on, on the topic of our, about our work um, here and there. Um, and I think we will always talk about it very briefly or as if, as if it were on periphery, but then we quickly just like, you know, head back to the, to the main conversation. And for me, I think that the, one of the, the my pilot 2.0 would just be like us like we, we do it already on, on on some level but just us talking about the work we do because i don't think we we've we've done that before so in a similar way of humans of this room of us talking about each other i guess in our lives um we would just instead be talking about our work and like each like and just like kind of going into the nitty-gritty and talking about every aspect that we do and what that entails and and yeah, all of that good stuff. Yeah, we do almost mention work every single time we record. Yeah. And part of it is because we're usually in this room when we record. I mean, obviously now you're at home, but we're usually here in Parramatta, so we can't help it. But also it's like a thing that we spend, you and I spend the majority of our time on. And there's definitely weeks where I see you more than I see anyone else in my life. So it's mm -hmm. kind of the thing that we share a lot of time on. Do you think if we were to do something like that, would it only be like story factory work or would it mm. be all the weird and random things that we do? 
could be that. I think for me initially, I did a pilot would be just like the story factory work that we do. But going forward, it would be like, you know, uh, again, this would involve guests, which is air, but uh, of us like, you know, looking at, at other people who, who are doing like really in- interesting stuff and then like really diving into that process. And I think like one person that comes to mind is um, Rotorus or Arun. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I think like, you know, amazing, the, yeah. yeah, like the work he does is, is super cool. So it'd be really cool just to like, you know, just delve into his process and, and what that actually entails. Also, Rotorus, the only person who like we know personally who messaged with one of our secret codes. <laughs> That is true. That's a real fan right there. So we know yeah, we know yeah, we've yeah. got at least one guest ready to come on. Yeah. Or you know, we're or like you know, talking to perhaps to another poet like you did with Andrew Cox, who was yeah. a feature poet last month, and just like when you delve just like into his process and into his work, I found fascinating. So I wonder how, and you know, with us with you doing that on Discord, you know, I uh, there's there's precedent there for it working in an audio format. Yeah, yeah, I think um, there is. Because the, the other thing I was gonna ask, and I'm maybe trying to lead you on a little bit for me to like, <laughs> like um, show show my my piece, because I think you got like half of what I wrote down, and I'm trying to get the second half. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you thought about if the next thing that we create together is a podcast or is something else? Like, have you thought of is it gonna be the same thing where we record something? And then like I edit it and then I put it out or have you considered the live streaming aspect? Oh, (laughs) you're definitely leading me on. I did not. I'm going to be honest. I'm not, I'm not going to. That's fair because the last time that we, we did a video recording, you said this, you were like, I could stream this right now. You said it when we were doing disasters because it was our first time that we were doing a video and you're like, technically I could stream this and go live if I wanted. Yeah. So I just wanted to see if you had done that before. All right, I'll show my piece of paper. This does not mean that we have to do this. It just goes yeah. off of our pre-show conversation. And it's something I've like wanted to do. And it sort of plays into the whole, like, I agree with you. I want to talk about work and all our, all our like in, interesting people that we know and all those like incidental conversations that we have just about life and creativity. But at the same time, I don't want to turn it into another version of having to do work. Like I love the Bankstown Poetry Slam so much, but the fact that it's regulated to once a month and that's where I'm doing the like professional artist stuff means that I don't like, I I don't feel a huge sense of dread every week that I have to do that because I think I would. So what I wrote on my piece of paper is we play games together on Twitch and talk about work. That's a very good uh, 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 fusion of, of, of the two. Yeah. The thing is, so I like that. I've kind of seen it somewhat work before. I think I've seen it done before. Um, I think the problem is, is are we capable? As No, no. Let me rephrase it. Am I capable of talking about work while not raging while playing Valorant or something. I think the make or break of this is that is the game that we play. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. I don't think it can be a competitive multiplayer shooter. Right. It has to be um, us playing like Minecraft. Or yeah, or something like that. Like it needs yeah. to be 
I think it, I'm partially also thinking about how I want to keep recording things and we're, we're both in lockdown now and I don't know how long we're going to be in lockdown for. Yeah. So the next time we do something and I want to continue doing something and I think you do as well because, you know, what else are we doing? But like I, I want it to be something where we're meeting in the virtual space and not just doing Zoom because yeah. we do that like all day, every day. That's, that's our life now and it's because of work. <clears throat> and I think there's so much that we can keep talking about, but I reckon we should experiment with a, with a new medium and it doesn't have to be the, the playing games, but I think it could be fun. Yeah. It could be interesting to play around with. It's like sort of what made me think about this is I don't know if you were working at the Story Factory when Sally was here. We might have had this conversation already. Very but, um, briefly, I think. There was uh, a crossover. She was our, um, our, our grants manager. And um, one of the ideas I had with her once, I think it might have been when we went into lockdown, it might have been outside of that, is um, so I used to talk about video games a lot with her. And we started meeting on Zoom and doing a lot of like um, Zoom meetings out of necessity in 2020. And we started talking about how cool it would be if we could just do that, but on Red Dead Online. Like you just meet as cowboys in the old west and sit around a fire and then talk about the budget. Like it was, it was such a strange melding of things that made me weirdly happy. And I've been thinking about that constantly. And I think it would be kind of interesting to explore. And maybe we try it and it's trash, but at the same time, we've got eight pilots under our belt and we always learn something new and it might be fun to look into. Can you imagine somehow bringing Tash in onto this as well? For oh, like, that'd be hilarious. Um, I've before, before I started brainstorming. Um, do you know Sea of Thieves? That's on my list. That's on my list of games, yes. Of like, uh, I think this would make an awesome podcasting game. Literally, because there's also like, you know, there's a, there's a fishing mechanic in the thing, right? Yep. It could just be us sitting on the side of the of the ship and just fishing, <laughs> trying to catch as many fish. Maybe like the goal is we, um, you know, which within an hour time period, the kind of like side goal is just to see how many who catches more fish. But like in between that hour, we're just also just talking. Um, so right now, I'm making a list in our show notes of games that could be fun to explore while we're doing this. So so far, yeah. I wrote Minecraft, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Um, another one I'm vaguely thinking about is it's kind of either game, but um, Satisfactory mm. or Factorio. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, those kind of management sim games I think would be really interesting. Uh, for the sake of Sally, in case she's listening to this, I'm going to put Red Dead, Red Dead. Online. Uh, I think it's free, right? On Epic? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Um, do you have any other recommendations? Might be a bit too violent, but like we don't have to partake in the violence. Uh, exactly. GTA, and that's why it works well. Like we're living in this violent world, but we're just having very chill conversations. And I'm I'm mostly bad at playing chill games like that, unless I have um, unless I have something else that I'm doing, like unless I'm listening to a podcast mm. or doing with something else. So I think that's that version of that, and it means we get to hang out and and have the conversations we would be having anyway. I think it's like, like, you know, any open world game would work like GTA 5, but like, again, that's... Now you're going too violent. <laughs> but I was going to say, like, we don't have to partake. Like, we could just jump into a helicopter and just fly around. <laughs> that is very true. So maybe maybe that's our homework. Maybe we've got to yeah. think about adding a list of... Do we want to say... Do we want to try and narrow it down to 10? Mm. 
let's try to make a list of 10 games and our, our viewership can send in recommendations. Um, and uh, from there, we think about what conversations we would have while hanging out in the virtual space. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Everyone who's listening to this was here at the birth of a new idea. And um, possibly it won't work, but if it does, we've recorded its origin story, which is pretty cool. Uh, thanks for sticking with us this long. If you have listened all the way up until now, uh, our secret code is uh, helicopter conversations. If you, if you uh, message or say to me helicopter conversations, we will give you the video version of this podcast. We will send it to you somehow. Uh, email us at badgetpodcast at gmail.com. I forgot. I I'll put it in the show notes if you've got any game recommendations. And we'll go from there. Kevin, any final thoughts, uh, final words? Uh, it's been an honor and a privilege. So's your face. All right. See you later.